This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped just launched new products to keep you smelling amazing this holiday season, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. It's time to give yourself or your loved ones the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and jingle balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code LASERTIME for 20% off plus free shipping. Everybody and welcome to episode 447 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host Michael Raparis, coming to you from the Corey Austin Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to Patreon.com/LaserTime and join us at the $20 level. Who else is joining me now? Oh, ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live, Chris Antista. And <laughs> the galloping gourmet, Matthew Allen. Woo. And happy Black Friday, everybody. We're coming to your ears before the deals do. Here on a beautiful Friday morning out by <laughs> I-75. Subway prize van. Come on by. It would be a big prize. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this before Thanksgiving. It's clearly after Thanksgiving now. But Indeed. hope you had a happy Turkey Day, everyone who celebrates at all our listeners in America. Well, I gave... Canada. I, I know our shit's about food, and I bought... A little food for Thanksgiving, even though we are celebrating, I'm celebrating Thanksgiving for the first time outside of a family home. Uh, we will be going to the filming site of Creature from the Black Lagoon from 1955 or five and eating in a over a hundred year old plus lodge. And so I didn't need to buy that much food. But today I think I accidentally committed a crime in the Costco. <laughs> so I'm still pissed about it. Uh, I don't like wasting money. I got I got a little cheese and a little prosciutto for my family to eat. Uh, prosciutto, little prosciutto, yeah, a little gabagool, a little horse divorce. Um, everyone can enjoy <laughs> uh, after our meal when we go back to the house to have some pie. And uh, you know, for this show, of course, I got a gallon of vodka for eight ninety nine because it's fucking Costco. If yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to know the best gift to give someone, I'm like, I don't have the money to buy a Costco account, even though my my parents gave me like here's a year's worth of Costco. I'm like, oh, it's only sixty dollars. It's this the the price of PS Plus to get gallons and gallons of liquor for like a quarter of the price. <laughs> Holy shit! That's <laughs> a great index. Yeah, the well, PS Plus index. It, but it is that it's about the same price. I don't have the executive level. I'm just a regular old Costco member. And for this show, I buy my gallon of Kirkland vodka, and then I fucking get home, and really like, where's my fucking vodka? I have the receipt. Where'd it go? Like, I must have like. Did I not have my glasses on? It's clear enough. I left it in the shopping cart and put it in the shopping cart return. No so way. as we speak right now, I think there are some teenagers drinking like the most vodka they have ever found for free in their <laughs> oh, life shit. that I inadvertently bought them and then probably <laughs> building a monument to me. <laughs> Can I get in trouble for that? If anybody out there is a cop, let that's, me know. I might... Good Mike. vodka. I mean, the rumor has it that's basically Grey Goose vodka. So, yeah, not bad. It's it's fucking like it's less than ten dollars. <laughs> if you can drink all that in a night, like one of my friends did, you got a problem. And, and he did check himself in. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that is a problem. But uh, like you said, this is this is going to be a food themed episode because Thanksgiving is about eating and cooking food. and food. Food. and so food. I was like, well, we've never talked about cooking games, and then I realized I don't know shit about cooking games. How about cooking mini games in non cooking games? Yeah. I think I reviewed like two cooking mamas. Mm. That makes <laughs> I, you an expert. Times are tough. I, I, I think the problem with doing a cooking game show is that a lot of cooking games are sort of the same. They're all basically just root beer tapper. It, they're they're juggling things in real time. It's like, hey, how quickly can you juggle ingredients? It, is, I, I, it makes me remember working at editorial with Michael, where I, I, we were all so into games and thought we were so hilarious. Mm, and that everybody really was going to get what we're doing. And I just remember, like, I had so much time with Cooking Mama. I remember I was writing this feature and I just uh, talking to the art director and sending, no, I want you to Photoshop Cooking Mama's face over Anne Bancroft in The Graduate. Everyone's going to get this. I'm like, who the fuck would get that? Who can get a Cooking Mama <laughs> graduate joke? What was I doing and why did my editors let me get away with it? And why am I asking someone who's more talented than me to help make it? <laughs> Hi, Cheryl. <laughs> Uh, I, I do remember the talks with our EIC saying, like, no, you need to stop writing for people your age and start writing for teenagers because that's who our main audience is. So, you know, when you think celebrities, think Zac Efron. This was, I this was like, remember that verbatim. Yeah. That was like even in a doc. Yeah, Zac Efron, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a little graduate reference. I get it. It's the same audience, basically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, those were the not days. at all. <laughs> you know, remember when Zac Efron dated Anne Bancroft? Everyone remembers that. <laughs> I'm so, sure I Pete Davidson like, would find a way. I remember there was there was so many people at that company like, you guys need to tone it down. But we're putting together this deck to pitch you guys to advertisers. Can we say you're like Team America? Like, we can't do half the things Team America does. What are you talking about? Why do we need to tone it down? I want to show a puppet throwing up and fucking for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Sorry, why are we talking shit. about this? I don't know. Cooking mini games. Cooking mini games. Yeah, so let let's just jump into it right after this. Get ready to go jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. The holidays came early here at Laser Time, courtesy of Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. There is nothing worse than untrimmed body hair and pubes around the holidays. You really don't want to look like the abominable snowman or Santa's beard is coming out of your shirt or pants. You older gentlemen with wider gray pubes know exactly what I'm talking about. And yes, it may be sweater season, but you don't want to have the world's worst ugly sweater made out of body hair. You need to keep that hair in check with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. There's no better gift for yourself or a loved one we can think of than the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. It comes with everything you need to trim your tree and the hair down there. Hair down there. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to reduce cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner to keep your South Pole feeling and smelling fresh all day long. The Performance Package 4.0 even comes with a classic stocking stuffer, a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's the perfect package for your perfect package. 
Speaking of stocking stuffers, Manscaped is going beyond the groin and has some amazing new products that make great gifts like their new Ultra Premium Body Wash. It's infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. They also launched their new 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner, which has key ingredients with benefits that include hydrating, nourishing, conditioning the scalp, and strengthening your hair at the same time. Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your husband, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME, one word, at manscaped.com. Make Santa proud this year. Add Manscaped to your wish list this season. Your Your balls balls will thank you. Thanks, Mom. And we're back to talk about what? Having too much energy. Cooking mini games, but you jumped in before I wanted to ask you, like, what? don't we have to have a spin typically with these? I think we're looking for... A lot of games have cooking well, mini games, but they're they usually the, amount to just get ingredients and that's the, it. Right? The spin, I guess, which is just additional rules because I like having smaller fields to choose from rather than big yes, fields to yes. think about. We call them arbitraries rules. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good, actually. Arbitraries stipulations. All these top fives have pretty nice, pretty nice. <laughs> MST3K Turkey Day. I hope they're doing oh, a marathon. Probably not. They're going to premiere all the movies. Movies, one of which we know is already Gamera. Oh, ah, excellent. The reveal uh, the movie. So, yes, the, there are rules to this in that it can't just be like typical crafting game. Put two ingredients together and now you have a cake, whatever. You wait, wait 30 seconds, you have a cake. I'm, I'm allowing one entry like that, but only because it's this one specifically. Number five. <laughs> Oh, not good enough, buddy. And I think, so the the rest of these all have minigames attached to them. Like, there has to be an actual minigame component. But this one feels like it, it, it basically is just put things together to craft an item, but it feels so organic. The way that Zelda Breath of the Wild handles there, it. There's a timing mechanic, too, right? You can burn the yeah, stuff. But, you can well, burn no, stuff. Actually, I don't think you can. I, uh, I mean, it's been a while the, since I played it, but how do, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember how you create like you can create those abomination yeah. dishes. And the I ones they blur out like like pubic you, hair. You mean these? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's such. <laughs> yeah, there's. The, the, I think the gamification is they don't tell you like do exactly what you should do to cook something. It's just like you'll hear it if you combine some a bad amount of ingredients. Yeah. And there's there's at least three four different jingles to let you know whether things gelled together. But yeah, it's, it's there is like difficult a, to fail. A major success one where it adds an an, an extra underneath it. Yeah, the the way that it's done, I love it because it's like you can just hold items that are in your inventory, just hold them in your hand. So you hold like you know a a piece of meat and some like a pepper and a carrot, whatever, in your arms. And then you just walk over to like a pan, dump them in, light a fire under the pan, and uh, then they just dance around for a few seconds and create a dish. And it doesn't yeah. just extend to that. Like you can light a fire anywhere and just like drop an apple or a piece of meat or a different uh, food item into it. 
and it that's will, the one that's timing based. Yeah, it'll it'll catch fire and then it'll it'll gradually like become you know well done meat or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and that's the one meat. where like you can in the world instead of a cooking pot, it's just you can literally hold a torch under an apple and roast mm-hmm. that apple on the tree. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I just love like it. Elliot from Pete's Dragon. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to do the sound. I love you, too. You're welcome, everyone. Oh, Petey. Sweet Petey. I love Breath of the Wild. I love that. Me, too. I think part of the game's charm is how just all of these various systems just feel like an organic part of a a living, breathing world rather than like, okay, now I pull up the food menu and I'm at the stove and uh, here are the recipes. I'll click on these recipes. Oh, do I have the ingredients? I do. Now I've got stew, whatever. It's like, Um, it's like one of those like early access steam survival games. Yeah. But simplified and pleasant. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's just something, yeah, very pleasant about this. What do I, what do I want? A shielding from the heat? I'll just put a single spicy pepper in this group. And and there's hints. That's the thing. The recipes are kind of intuitive in that you're like, oh, okay, well, this, this fiery pepper must have something to do with colder fire. This will give you stamina. This will give you, uh, hearts. In, in many ways, I've probably said this on a show before, and this is going to sound like an insult to Nintendo, but it's not, but it's like Breath of the Wild is the most Nintendo-like game Nintendo has produced in the past 20 years. So it's it's the most non-Nintendo now thing to come out, right? Like, if you look at what Nintendo does now, it's all very safe, very standard. If anything, it's like, yeah, the game's just kind of the, the same games with better graphics and sometimes improvements in gameplay. But Breath of the Wild's like, nah, we're going to redefine the Zelda formula yeah, again. Yeah, I like, hope I, I sort of hope that's what's happening with the next Splatoon. Because it's just... It's always charming, but I'm just really not into this as a multiplayer experience. But if you're going to do something weird, open world with these characters and this look, please, I'm all about that. I would oh, love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And and like, yeah, I think I think a big part of the fun of Breath of the Wild is like it's saying to people our age, like, hey, remember how you felt when you were seven and you played the first Zelda for the first mm-hmm. time? We somehow managed to recreate that feeling for you, jaded fucks. Yeah, we got all Enjoy. we got all your letters that said, "I wonder if I could blank," and we threw them all in the. In yeah, the but last I think Zelda to recreate game. the feeling, the point is they actually had to like completely reinvent Zelda because it's like, yeah, to get that same feeling now, so much has changed in games, and it's like they they did it again, you know. And mm-hmm. so many games have copied them since. Like I I got into Genshin Impact this year. That is basically I, like anime. Can I express my disappointment? Yeah. I started out that being a joke that every every show I'm going to say Matt is playing Genshin Impact, and he he fucking Heismaned me by starting to play the game. It was I can't believe that happened. That movie is called a straight arm, not a Heisman. My and bad. yes, I did. It's like bam. It's, no it's more. what they teach you. Like it's yeah, like in, in the eighties of like Matt, your game. Like yes. <laughs> yes. 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 yes absolutely <laughs> love i spent money on genshin impact God i'm damn out, it. I'm out. But, but yeah it's i mean but even even ubisoft ha- had a game uh, i think it's no secret to say like immortals phoenix rising was very much inspired Delicious. by breath of the wild you know mm. and you can get it and, now and for... still managed to be good it was very good yeah it's extremely good you i think it's it a formula for that more like I, I and I did see people like objecting. It's like this is just a Breath of the Wild ripoff. Don't you want more games like Breath of the Wild? Yes. I yeah. do. Yes, totally. Yeah. Like honestly, if uh, Horizon comes out next year and doesn't have kind of a grip meter to climbing, I might be slightly disappointed because it's mm. like climbing before that in open world games was just like 
maybe spot some yellow markers like okay that is a place i can climb versus zelda's like no no you can climb anything if you can maintain your your stamina meter like that that is a huge innovation just that slight little tweak you know i i you hadn't been listening to the show a lot and who would fault you uh i started replaying zelda this year or a breath of the wild this year and it you know with the new consoles out and xbox even xbox one x's and ps4 pros man it's it's Zelda looks older than it. It looks older than it is. Uh, playing it on a retail launch switch, it's very chuggy, very bad frame rate, very not HD. I mean, unless you consider 720 yeah, HD. You've, you've oh. said that, but I've never had trouble with it. Like it looks great on my 4K TV. When did Are you, you sure when you're not you play playing it on your Wii U? Because technically, when did you, you play it last? The, the Switch does have better performance in the Wii U version. When did you play it last? Uh, a couple of years. Yeah, like I played it after I got a PS5. It's oh, okay. it's mm. you do see like kind of a a breadth of difference uh between <laughs> the two presentations. I'm not kidding, but it, like I never thought that game would get old like look old to me because there's still other than Phoenix Immortals Rising, who title really rolls off the tongue. Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yeah, exactly. That's my <laughs> Nailed point. <it>. And, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, there's nothing else that feels like it or as big as in and as uh touchy and tactile as uh, right. Breath of mm. the Wild. Yeah. And Love. just allow me to say, that's what she said. <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> well, that's that's actually a good segue into our number four. Every single day, stress comes in every way. I ain't got no time for nobody. My style is rich, dope, fat, and witch. We'll make a cake today that looks rich. Who knows what this is? I wanted oh, TL was supposed to be here from the PMB podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. He did. I wanted he to hear mispronounced Parappa's name again. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he would say this is Paul Rappa the yeah. rapper. Paul Rappa. <laughs> Paul Rappa. And this is this is cheating because it's like, well, is it a cooking mini game or is it a level about cooking? Who can tell in a game that's basically mini games? Well, it's it's basically one mini game, one rhythm game. Parappa the rapper. This is actually my favorite level, where you go up against uh, Cheap Cheap, the TV chef. Parappa wants to make a cake to impress Sunny Funny, the flower that he has a crush on. And so he doesn't have any money, but he does have some ingredients and a TV chef to help him along. And uh, that gives us this immortal line. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. M-I-X the flower into the bowl. Yes, means you gotta try. I'm doing this for years, but don't ask me why. I played this game more than 20 years ago when I was in college, and crack, 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 the egg into the bowl has never left my head for a second. It has always <laughs> been lurking there. I, I also enjoy this level because, so, because the, because Cheap Cheap is on TV, there's like that sort of tinny quality to her music. But if you do badly, she will actually come out of the TV to yell at you, and you can hear the difference in the music. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. M-I-X the flower into the bowl. M-I-X the flower into the bowl. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. M-I-X the flower into the bowl. M-I-X the flower into the bowl. So yeah, red-faced chicken flapping its arms at you. 
as weak uh, dog. I don't, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you are cooking eggs with a chicken. Well, it's her show, man. I'm just following yeah. her directions, <laughs> like with every every other. Uh, it's like I saved the placenta. Master. We're gonna make a recipe with mm-hmm. it. This will be delightful. Furthermore, the, that 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 the rhymes were whack. And um, oh, is that damn. the bad? The, you're doing bad version. <laughs> I guess the, the rhymes are always the same. It's it's just your timing that's. I'm off. out of rap terminology. Yeah, Bars sure. or something. Yeah. I I like the <laughs> like the. The the actress doing cheap cheap has like an interesting accent and I like egg into the bowl and yeah I don't know I uh, think she's yeah it's kind of like she's saying Bruh! she's kind of got this cracked egg into the bowl it's, uh, it's maybe, like a little yeah, chicken maybe that's accent. what she's going for maybe that's what yeah. she's going for yeah. also there's a Thanksgiving theme the other day I was called a little turkey but I'm a chicken goddess you beef jerky ooh iceberg. <laughs> Also, Damn. unlike I think every other recipe on this list, this is the only one absolutely guaranteed to give your character diarrhea. Like <laughs> <laughs> the next scene after him eating the cake is him getting sick and having to fight every other character that he's wrapped against for access to like the only working public toilet. Including Cheap Cheap, who who also has the runs from her own, presumably from her own recipe. I've never understood the logic of like, oh, you repeated everything I just said on meter. You're clearly the superior rapper. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're a pretty great hype man, but I don't know about yeah. best rapper. This is true. Yeah. You're like Flavor Flav. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, I, I love the... <laughs> Call up Masaya Matsura, rap- go back in time 25 years, relabel your game Parappa the Hype Man. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I, I, I like how like rap has changed so much where it's like if you listen to rap now and heard this, you'd be like, what? what is this like Flintstone commercial bullshit? It's like, no, that's how rappers used to be like in the 80s and 90s. Like listen yeah. to like MC Light and Queen Latifah. That's exactly how they rap. Everything was just yeah. like yeah. kind of story sing songy rap. Yeah, you, know? you got you to gotta, gotta say it kind of like you're laughing everything. <laughs> <laughs> this has been your rap lesson from, from Chris Antista, a 41-year-old who doesn't listen to it. <laughs> uh, this is this is also not the only Parappa level that's devoted to food. In fact, a lot of the second game was themed around food because there's the like the 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 son of the guy who used to run the burger restaurant is obsessed with noodles and wants to replace all food with noodles. But before that, you do have to take over his restaurant because he's just making all the burgers into noodles and it's not ideal. I just wanted to throw that in there somewhere because it's also a food prep level. It's it's very weird, like, having grown up um, with Nintendo and being a lifelong Nintendo fan and being a little older uh, with a PlayStation generation. But, you know, there are PlayStation fans out there like Nintendo games. And seemingly, why have you... 
Why aren't you guys bothering PlayStation every day for another Parappa? They they trot them out and they sell figures. It's like what? When is this going to be not fun? They, well, they Other than that. the one they released on like the Vita that didn't work. That was yeah, there was that. But there was also a remaster on PS4, like two or three. It was like a remaster years that ago didn't that fucking work. I don't think anyone bought. Yeah. Yeah. I bought it. It just didn't work. It was yeah. the timing was off. Like the amount of faith Sony's first party has given an Astrobot. Mm. Really, Parappa can't have like a twenty dollar new music game come out, multiple storylines like the original. It's not a huge game. Yeah, but yeah, it was the it's, reason it's, for Astrobot's a little different though. They're, that is their tech studio so like the astrobot yeah. games are always about ev- evangelizing like the latest tech that's why yeah. they had such a good vr game and the ps5 that is basically still like the best showcase ps5 game yeah there is. Mm. i i yeah if i should uh, thank you fairy godmother i got a ps5 this weekend and uh started playing astrobot again um and again a pretty just want to say like uh, i think i said before my previous ps5 was clunky and weird this the process was really easy signed in with my id and was instantly playing astrobot from where i left off a year ago <laughs> like that's great the cloud that was pretty stuff. neat on a, on a brand new system that didn't know who i was i just that's the that's what the future is holy crap and my fucking the assassin's future. creed valhalla save like rolled over like what the fuck is, i forgot this all worked that's nuts hmm. anyway parappa yeah parappa Pa-rapper. I think we probably talked enough about Pa-rapper. Let's talk about another Pa who doesn't Let's rap. talk about Ma-rapper. I'm a old <laughs> little mother. And it's all in your mind if you want it. Okay, go. All right, here we go. Number three. Hey, Omachi. Yawa. Ichi-a-ra-ri. Zure. So, Matt, what is that? You see me backing up to uh, grab this to hold up to the camera oh, for you to see. Oh, all see, podcast see. listeners, I can't. I wish you could see what it is. It is my Cosmic Kiryu Tubbs Duck holding a bicycle as a weapon. Because uh, this this is the ramen mini game from Yakuza 5. It is. It is. It's fairly simple. Like, it's more food serving than food prep, but you have... Like, four lanes that you have to watch of, like, you know, ramen orders that are coming in. And they will ask for noodles of various firmness. When they order, like, the, the meter will rise and you'll have to stop it right where, like, oh, it, is it extra hard, somewhat yeah. hard, very right, soft, right. etc. And Well, you got, you got to earn that ramen king title and get mm-hmm. that trophy. Yeah, yeah. From, uh, I think it's Tatsuya noodles. And this is in the... So it's outside of Kamurocho. This is the Nagasugai region of five because five five went there. Uh, man, five was such a huge, huge game. Um, but yeah, to the point where like I I played this, got the trophy, and didn't spend a ton of time in here. But it was just you know another reason we love the Yakuza games. They add so much flavor and variety to their worlds, and like to have like this is a it's a noodle stand along the waterfront if i remember correctly right it's just like a little plastic tent almost yeah, and you go yeah. in and, and you do the mini game in there and it's just like oh you're friends with my boss and like oh i love your boss have ha- have a free bowl of noodles and you eat the free bowl and he's just like oh no my back suddenly mysteriously went out i need to right. sit down can you handle the those are the the death niagara customer rush 
Yeah. It's, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's a waterfall of customers. We call it Death Niagara. I can't leave now. Right, because Kiryu's on the lamb, basically. Not the lamb, but he's, he's kind of like trying to start a new life, and he's mm-hmm. a taxi cab driver yeah. uh, when you when you first start playing as him in that game. And yeah, then it, so he gets a side hustle as, as a noodle guy. Times are tough, is what I'm saying. Inflation's mm-hmm. out of hand. You can't just drive a cab. You also have to be a ramen noodle Thank chef. you very much, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Uh, gas in California is $8 when last <laughs> year it was eighty-seven, <laughs> according to that former guy. Yeah, when no one was driving anywhere because uh, we couldn't. Because the never mind. Also, no, it was never a dollar eighty-seven. No, it was never. No. It was a dollar several years ago. No, it that's wasn't. because I leave my house every day driving an Aqua car with a shell of a Chevy Yukon. <laughs> <It's>, I mean, <laughs> it was a dollar during the George W. Bush years, but the, I knew at so. the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, this this feels wrong. Mm. Like, yeah, anyway. no, when I drove out to California, it was four dollars a gallon. Why are you ruining my Yakuza time talking Sorry. about it? We're talking yeah. about... Yeah, anyway. That's the yeah. one thing you don't do in your <laughs> Yakuza, as uh, Matt tails it up. But by the way, yeah, if you if you think gas is expensive in the States, you should try seeing how much it is in places You should try living America. literally everywhere like Tokyo. else. Or, or England. <laughs> well, it's 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 like it looks expensive, and that's before you find out they charge by the liter, not by mm-hmm. the gallon. So wow. it's like really wow. expensive per yeah, gallon. That's like one Pepsi Shack Big Slam. Uh, <laughs> um. So Yakuza. <laughs> I want to bring it back to cooking because this is a fairly limited cooking mini game. But I'm also using this as an entry point to bring in Yakuza Ishin. One of the samurai Yakuza games that have never been translated and brought to the U.S. Such a shame. For reasons. I don't know what reasons. I don't know what reasons. But uh, Yakuza Ishin actually has a fairly detailed cooking minigame where you have, like, various dishes that you select. And then it's like, here is a series of minigames where you will prepare each ingredient. The quick. Chopping an onion. It has to uh, roast a piece of fish over a little grill. Turn it with chopsticks. Make sure it's done evenly. Love that. Yes. He has to do stuff like pouring soy sauce into a pan, but not too much soy sauce, or uh, using a bellows to to stoke a fire. It's, it's like there's a lot of stuff. It differs for each dish, and it's kind of cool that that's included, and that has not appeared in any of the Yakuza games that we've gotten, as far as I'm aware. Oh, yeah, man. usually the the ah. folks uh, at Ryu Gagotoku Studio they go all in on at least one mini game yeah. per game, and they really like go in depth, and it's like a super complex. Whereas the other ones are kind of you know lighter. Yeah. I, I, I think wonder... somebody's somebody's probably ready to choke me for calling it Yakuza Ishin. It is Ryu Gagotoku Ishin. Right, that is the right. correct title. And the uh, real pronunciation is Yak Uza. <laughs> yes, yak Uza. Just yeah. pretend yak you're Johnny Uza. Carson. That's totally yak. how McDonald would say Uza. it. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know these yakuza's. Uh... I saw it on the TV. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, um, that's that's cool. Here's here's one yes. I know you guys will have more to say about. Number two, he hasn't started. Huh? Whoa, whoa, hold on. Hey, hey. Oh no. Oh, whoa. Would you? Uh, you're gonna make me cook oh he wasn't being assaulted at all 
What game is this? You you have to you have to do that, and they can't actually have the mouse cooking because you can't get Patton Oswalt's uh, yeah. rights in here for the Kingdom Hearts three mini game, right? Yeah, this yeah. The... Well, so it's, oh God, Remy is it's, a rat. It's, first it sounded off. like Raz from Psychonauts went through puberty. <laughs> I didn't realize that. That's this is the one that features yeah the rat from Ratatouille. Yeah, yeah. so Angel Osmond. Well, he doesn't talk to humans. Yeah, and and That's nobody true. knows his name is Remy. They just call him Little Chef. As Scrooge does here. The whole cake? It's for us? Huh? I mean, settle down. Uh, the chef wants you to know it's not a cake, but a tart of fruit. He does? <laughs> Why keep it under my hat? May I introduce Little Chef? Oh, oh it's you. Uncle Scrooge, you open the bistro and try on time. Aye. I don't know why I find it so funny hearing Donald Duck saying, you opened a bistro in a Twilight. Bistro. Why they make him say bistro? You know how hard that is for him? <laughs> that should be on that actor's list of words Donald won't say. Yeah. Like, Donald would not say bistro. <laughs> Donald, he won't say sushi. He won't say bistro. Uh, <laughs> lots of spit involved. I, I do. I love that. Won't that say not only. Not only do they have Remy as the chef, but it's in a restaurant owned by Scrooge McDuck. That's just yeah. the, such the Kingdom Hearts like, mwah. Save some kid. money and hire the rat. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to do is let his entire family live here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a total rate dune. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scrooge Sorry. McDuck just, it's cheaper to pay off the health inspector than to hire a, a kitchen staff. It's also, I, I'm trying, I'm frantically I... trying to find the information on this. This is one of the only time between Alan Young, who had been voicing Scrooge McDuck since 1974 and his yeah. death in the, um, 2010, I think 2014, maybe 2015. Uh, at like a hundred and wow. there was, I, and I'm just bringing that up because as you're officially listening to this, it's the last month of Christmas, the, uh, <laughs> the Disney special Christmas. duck, duck the halls. That's the first time Scrooge appeared where it wasn't Alan Young It is a great fucking Christmas special. You should totally try and find it on Disney plus in that new Mickey style. If you know what I'm talking about. Um, and, but, uh, yeah, hearing Scrooge, not Alan Young is surprisingly jarring. And if you are watching DuckTales, and not David Tennant is also jarring, and this is the the yeah. poor guy in the middle. They dangle the job in front of before they took it away. Yeah, oh, man. it's in that awkward phase where, like, you, if you're gonna do like a, a classic character like that, you kind of have to do your own thing with the voice because, yeah, like, if, otherwise it can just sound like a really poor impersonation. You know? Yeah, or you'll just sound like a like a Simpsons character voicing a Disney character. I'm not calling out Tress McNeil, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but so Kingdom Hearts 3, this this cooking mini game is probably the closest that US players can get to Ryuga Gotoku Ishin's cooking mini game because again it is you select a dish and then you go through a series of very short mini games where you have to cook it for example grinding pepper into the dish. Which of course involves juggling it from hand to hand. You know, when we you, did it! When you use a pepper mill, you grind it exactly once. You flip it like cocktail style to your other hand, grind it once mm-hmm. again, and you keep doing that over and over again until yeah. you drop it into the food and ruin everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you, you also... A Disney fan's dream. Mm-hmm. Wall-to-wall assholes. That is a Cocktail <laughs> the Movie reference for you folks out there. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, this is, uh, those those minigames are stressful, by the way, because they don't, like, give you a tutorial before you do them, and sometimes you're, like, trying to cook a thing for the first time, and you can... You can easily fuck up the dish and not get That's what you're doing. Kingdom what you're Hearts going in a nutshell. Here's a <laughs> shitty game you yeah. didn't you didn't pay for this for. Yeah, you you uh, might uh, inadvertently crush an egg with your giant Sora strength in seconds of of starting the mini game. Yeah. Oops. Oh. Sorry. He apologizes to the rat on his Did head. Did Sora just prematurely ejaculate? Yes. <laughs> it is a potent metaphor. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. Uh, he has disappointed Remy, his lover. <laughs> hey, it's legal. Like, Haley Joel Osment's, what, like 40 now? So Roughly that's a legal that, joke. Yeah. I can tell that joke. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wait, wait. Where are we getting... Matt may know this, and I'm sorry. It's still about Remy, though. Mm-hmm. But Disney Park nonsense. Remy? I think... Euro Disney has like a giant Remy ride. Go figure. Yeah. And I believe it's coming to Epcot at least, but like it's supposedly pretty fucking awesome. And then they just, you know, the, the food's not my favorite part of Disney Park. It's for the really rich folks. I'd rather focus on the booth. Yeah, they just give Epcot like fucking, oh, here's your fest, the world festival of food. And you're yeah. like, come on, I want a ride. Yeah. Give me a fucking ride. At least, no, at least the Mexican restaurant rides, there has your hundred dollar ticket boats. doesn't cover any of the experiences in this park. So, <laughs> doesn't doesn't the Mexican restaurant have like a small world esque boat ride through it? Yes, like a, a flu. Yeah, ride? oh yeah, with the three caballeros now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And, and the inside of the ziggurat is uh, all cocoa. Just uh, want to point out, three caballeros did not take place in Mexico for the most part. But okay, right. fine. It was about getting all of South America to Mexico's in to North fleshy, America. The fleshy soldiers to join the war effort. Hmm. Yes, it, it was propaganda, but it was Three entertaining propaganda. Three caballeros, you must fight, help us fight Hitler. And, and sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> wow. Uh, we made a whole cartoon and showed it to the world, inviting you to please uh, throw some bodies at this Hitler guy. Wow. And they did. That's what that was about. I yes, no that's idea. exactly what it was. It was like spearheaded by the fucking government. Watch the yeah. documentary El Guapo and Walt. I, I, I thought it. it was about hey Americans appreciate Brazil it exists. It was. It was but, like uh, a it was we like had a other motives to do that. As well. <laughs> we yeah, there, there was some like government relations business going on. They were trying to improve for relations. the war effort. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, let's bring this to a close with at sundown. You and your party gather around the campfire. Eat well, for you will need to be prepared for the day ahead. This entire game is narrated by a very posh man. What is this? It's a game I haven't played, but I know what it is. It's Dragon's Crown. Yes, yeah, Dragon's Crown. Oh, fuck! I was ex- you said mini game, so it, it couldn't have been Battle Chef Brigade. That's I was just assuming mm. that was going to be number one because that's the, that is all the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah, Battle Chef is is also like it's it's like a platformer, right? It's You're hunting pu- down the monsters. Quest. It's yeah. Puzzle Quest oh, with food. Okay. Yeah. But Dragon's Crown, wait so while to spring this one on you. So th- this is one, like, I hadn't really played it much either. And then I played it a bunch for this. And it's like, oh, this is like the Dungeons & Dragons arcade game, but much more complex. Like, it's it's very much an RPG 
that plays like a belt scrolling beat em up. It's pretty awesome, and uh, I don't think people should sleep on it. I don't. It feels like one of those things that might not be available forever. It, yeah, it's on, it's on PS4 still. Twenty yeah. bucks, awesome. you get Pro Dragon's yeah, Crown. Dragon's Pro. Crown Pro, which adds like touchpad uh, controls. Uh, like you can like there, there's there's controls in that game that are like a mouse cursor basically. Originally, you just used the right analog stick. Now it's the, also the touchpad. But you basically just like move a little pointer around on screen and you tap on things that you want, for instance, your thief uh, partner to focus on. Like, hey, go unlock this door. Hey, go go open this chest. Stuff like that. Or if you've got AI companions, you click on a crossbow and like, hey, go pick up this crossbow and use it. Uh, stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was like super Vita optimized when it came out. Oh, yeah, I guess I guess it would have been for that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Uh, so. When after certain stages, like normally after a stage, you will just go right back to town and you resupply and you can, you know, figure out what your gear is, etc. But there are some stages where instead you make camp and then you keep going into the next stage. And when you make camp, there is a little mini game where you are looking at this amazing spread of hand drawn food and you just start grabbing stuff and throwing it into like pans and pots and like adding salt or spices, whatever, to to improve this stuff. And, uh, you know, you refill your health, get buffs, and it is just kind of arresting to watch. Okay. Yeah, just grab like lobster, handfuls of clams, huge salmon steak, throw them on it just to boil and, and <laughs> you get to stir, you get to serve yourself. And so basically you have 99 seconds to cook and eat as much food as possible. I, I haven't heard um, a handful of clam heard to describe anybody but our previous uh. president. <laughs> you, gra- you grab him by the clams. Uh. Drop the dishes, crack the plates. I'm a Flintstones That's fan. I'm Bilbo money. Baggins hates. <laughs> Sorry, you got me on that fucking uh, movie, dude, the Hobbit movie. I did nothing to prompt that. Chris, Chris did. He's singing it. He's singing it. He was singing The Greatest Adventure in the background because of that flute music. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I'm a man of very limited pop culture references. I mean, that's <laughs> limited. That's Stick like late seventies. Uh, that's a Stick good pull. Stick with me, though. I'll grow. I'll grow. I promise, listeners. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/lasertime. I'll reference whatever you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just get, do your growing somewhere else, all right, pal? <laughs> uh, no, this is uh, this is vanillaware, which is yes. why it shouldn't surprise us that it's like side-scrolling, but also RPG. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's sort of their deal. They're like, hey. uh or you do like a side-scrolling beat-em-up, but also have RPG stuff where like, hey, Odin Sphere, like, it's just going to be almost like a turn-based thing with really cool combat. And it's, or what's the new one? 13 Sentinels yeah. is that, but then becomes a top-down kind of an RTS is the, or tac- might, might, might be turn-based tactical. Yeah. Um, no, Odin Sphere is more like, what if Devil May Cry was a purely side-scrolling platformer? Yeah. Okay. Like, that's how, that's how Odin Sphere it feels. This is more like, you know, traditional beat them up but with like all these cool rpg elements and branching paths and stuff like that and a really cool cooking mini game that is surprisingly fun to watch just like puts a lot of attention to detail into the various ingredients and uh it just it looks delicious i want to eat this food for real but it doesn't exist it's just paintings oh uh that's not the criticism i remember about the game yeah well it, it is also like 
man, the two female, or I guess there's three female characters in this. And two of them are just like, like there's the sorceress who has like the gigantic rack. And when she runs, it's like a ram. It's like she bends backwards, like as if trying to keep her, her giant floppy hat on. But like she just pushes her chest out front and her boobs just like bounce up and down. Like, wow. Okay. You can't, you can't say she has a giant rack and then say she has giant flap flappy in like the next sentence. You can't do that, dude. I was getting to the foot, the actual flappiness of the boobs. Oh, no. <laughs> but you were laughing too much and trying I'm to interrupt sorry, me. I'm not mature. And I'm now just... you've missed the the absolute conversational gold that I had <laughs> waiting for you. Well, that's, I sorry. mean, it's it's if I'm being nostalgic, the game's really horny, is what I'm saying. It's vo- it's it's what? for a time of being like unaware of misogynistic shit in games, and I remember this sort of being like, you know, a bunch of people like critical of some of the art choices and. Yeah. At the time, I was like, what? Really? This is all games look. Uh, but I also didn't say, should I write this person a death threat or keep my, keep my mystification to myself? Yeah. Uh, and then just sit back and watch and learn. That's what I remember about this period. Mm-hmm. It's like, this game looks really cool. Why are you being uh, well, shitting all over it? Oh, 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 because the anime titties. Right. right. Yeah. Well, one of these things, I, part of the gameplay I care about, and that's one of the things I don't. Um, hmm. But yeah. I remember, but yeah, pre, pre-Goober Great. That kind of that kind of yeah, shit. but this this was sort of like a yeah, it was a watershed moment for like, oh yeah, games are kind of sexist, huh? Yeah, what do we do for about that? <laughs> yeah. huh. Oh, they've been gendered this whole time. Mm. Oh, the toy aisle. That's right. Even Amazon put them yeah. in the toy aisle. I, oh, I, remember I remember I thought Penny Arcade made a pretty good point. Like, oh man, Dragon's Crown looks so cool. I'm so pumped to play as this fighter. But maybe I wouldn't if he looked like this. And they just like drew the fighter with like minimal clothing and like huge balls that were just like bulging out of his out of his loincloth. We all know a few things females find sexier than gigantic balls. Giant balls. <laughs> Gargantuan go twenty ten this week and uh you'll hear what my two lady co hosts hear about seeing Michael Fassbender's dick so frequently. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh but but what it, about his balls, Chris? What about yeah, his? They balls? are they're. The dude has a really nice set, by the way. And like, <laughs> I, I I criticize the way Doctor Manhattan's dick flowed in a breeze, but that's maybe because I'm not swinging that much real estate. But Fast <laughs> Fastbender is so physics on his cock work way different in this film. So it's. <laughs> I kind of feel like if he didn't have a nice set, you wouldn't see it so much on film. Yeah, right? like you kind of gotta have everything that about that in. dude. Um, even I sort of wanted to like. Eat some McNuggets off his ass or something. Nothing too romantic. Right. I don't want to sound homosexual. And let's be honest, there's there's very little, if any, bend to Faz Bender. Am Faz I right? Bender. If you know, yeah, I've I've tried to make a billion jokes about that, and I just can't anymore. Like there's no good thing to describe a cock with fast and bending. It just can't work, man. I, I recommend you don't do it. I, 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 I mean, I might have pulled something. the other night. I know I might have pulled something doing that one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 yeah. It was it's premature the, of me. You're right. It's the unlockable character in the Breakfast Club game, <laughs> Fast Pinter. Sorry, never mind. Never mind. Never, never mind. <laughs> that was as good as it got, and I couldn't use it. Yeah, I heard you taped his Fast Benders together. Uh, I don't know. That's two, Chris. You got two. Okay. I'm doing the fingers that the principal does. The counting up. Fucking weird yeah. four. He does. He does a weird four with his thumb. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I, uh, you get the horn. I'm, I, if, if we're talking about fucking Breakfast Club, it's probably time to bring this <laughs> to a close. But Dragon's Crown, 
is I'm sure you a, cook breakfast in Dragon's Crown. Is a really fun oh. game if you can get past the weird, frankly weird depictions of women in it. But uh, I'll, I'll let the announcer count us out here. <sighs> After your meal, you lay down to rest. Another dangerous mission awaits you tomorrow. Oh, and we're going to lay down to rest after that and take a short break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, question mark, and some news and some other stuff. So stay tuned. I pile on the candy. It's such a pretty sight. It makes the food taste dandy. But my tummy hurts all night. I'll put in some ingredients, but keep the rest for me. Let's get scratching. Do you like video game apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the Laser Time Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash laser time, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparas and Matthew Allen from Bidja Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. Um, and then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in this doc, the Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep. Done with me, your pal Fred. And he beats up, he beats up like the Great Gazoo, as if he's an enemy. But it is like a, a much slower Burger Time with a story. You know what they don't have, what they didn't shell out for? The Flintstones theme. But the Flintstones theme they came up with. For Flintstones, Burger Time and Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard. It's there, yeah, this man. is a, this is sadder. Like <laughs> like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with him in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the rain. Flintstones meet the Flintstones. <laughs> that is like. Am I really not attentive enough for Wilma? I'm too old to move on. <laughs> So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 302010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? And welcome back to our final segment where we're going to break into what I'm sure is going to be a very, very, very short segment that we call. I'm willing to bet my lead in is longer than the segment itself. No, I, mean, I, I, I got some you didn't, you didn't remember. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's that? I want to hear yours first. We'll compare who's his big one <laughs> well, at the end I mean, of the show. I don't think any of us went back to Sinnoh this week. Huh? No. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. We were kind of counting on our guests to do that for us. but Yes, uh, yes. So, so maybe stay tuned. Future week, uh, someone will have an opinion. It's a remake anyway, right? It's not a brand new Pokemon title. Mm. But yeah. Everything I've seen, it's a fine remake of those, although those games... 
I think are slightly polarizing or they're just considered like old now because Pokemon has it's hard to say this out loud and not laugh, but Pokemon has progressed and introduced new systems that make this feel old. Pokemon has changed. That game has not changed since Red and Blue, in my mind at least, but I guess it has to those folks. Mm. I don't know. Someone's going to correct me in the comments, which is fine. Uh, and then, you know, maybe yeah, we had, will we had a, me next week. TL was supposed to help us through this, but he had a... a Here's what I know uh, Chris will have something to say about. Uh, it's not a new uh, title. It's new to PlayStation owners. They finally got Death's Door came yes. to PlayStation. I don't know that I'll be able to get it through, but it is my game, maybe my top game of the year. Wow. A a souls souls ish game. If links the link to the past was a souls ish game, right? Yeah, it's, souls meets Zelda. It's like. awesome. It is the it is the best indie I played this year. Uh, it, it is the only thing that sucked me in, and um, I could not stop playing. I love games that force me to solve puzzles I was miles away from seeing an hour ago, but were right in front of my nose. Mm-hmm. I. Even like had to use a guide one time because like it's some of this stuff is so subtle and unlocking this world is so subtle. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, top down isometric souls ish game starring a penguin looking motherfucker and a bunch of Ghibli esque horrific characters. It yes. it is charming. It is delicious. It is wonderful. It has great ambiance uh, and wonderful, wonderful combat. Yeah, and and progression. Yeah. So it's yeah, it is my game of the year and it. I don't know what the deal was because it, it was one of those games that like hit Xbox and nothing else, but wasn't on Game Pass, which yeah, isn't that, typically that's how so that weird works. To see nowadays, like just an exclusivity deal without Game Pass, you're like, huh? I mean, it was yeah. on PC too, for what that's worth. Right? Yeah. You know what I meant? Mm, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I play I play things on my back with a controller. <laughs> All right. <laughs> PC gamers don't want to hear it so yeah i mean come on it's thanksgiving week not a lot of game companies want to throw new stuff out there no. they, they kind of why would you want you your game to stuff. come out on black friday the biggest <laughs> shopping day of the year i can't i know what what games did come out on black friday oh yeah and and a couple of them have never been released on like much of anything um yeah. before because that's because <laughs> this, i'm not going to talk about this too long arcade one up has released two new machines in this time frame it's hard to say when the release dates are uh i like talking about this stuff matt is literally yawning and i understand that arcade one um but because we're in joe biden's america like arcade one up cabinets have gone up like 200 dollars a piece and been like well fuck this chip shortage right i'm assuming it's the what chip shortage you can play these things like off of a balloon at this point some of these games are so fucking old they're like less than a kilobyte uh it's yeah, you yeah, can probably but transfer. It'd be squeaky the- inside that cabinet. You don't want that balloon powered <laughs> game. Yeah, it's 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 shocking setting up one of these cabinets. Like the game is uh, credit card sized and attached to the back of the monitor, and everything else is hollow. Yeah, the board. And I mean, even board- even old arcade machines were like a CRT floating in space with wires connected to a motherboard. I, I you know, know inside one, plywood. I was lucky enough to score one arcade cabinet during this pandemic. Um. And no, it is it's it's shocking how big Joust is on the inside. Yeah, oh really? Yeah, I guess the older that. ones would have more machinery. It's it's insane how much to run fucking Joust. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, I'm pretty sure I could play Joust on a toothbrush. Actual and, switches, like the, the you know the old like the literal definition of a bug because it flew into the machine. But Simpsons came out, and uh, that has yeah. typically been one of my oh I want that so bad. 
because I've had access to buying a Simpsons machine for years, including Dave and I. And we thought about it before um, I left San Francisco. Like, ah, oh, friend's selling one for six hundred bucks. Uh, how, how much can you play this game? I still have it on Xbox, even though it's delisted. Uh, I love this game. Cabinet's cool, but six hundred bucks. That shit is skyrocketed to like fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars as a for the full size. Yeah, for like the reg- for an old one, regular size. Everything during the pandemic shot up. Um, and I wish. I, I almost wish I would have bought it and found a way to get it back from California at the prices they are now. So it's nice to have the arcade one up one. I just don't love the art. I don't love fake coin doors. That was something I, mm. their audience was demanding. Like I cover this up with custom decals anyway. I don't give a fuck about fake. Co- I like a real coin door. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, but a, yeah, a like picture of a, a coin up, door. Yeah. Uh, and it adds Simpsons bowling, which I've never played. But that is available for the first time in history. I what believe. about wrestling? Got th- uh, that's. I, I don't think that wasn't. These are both Konami games. I know, but developed ten years apart. But the arcade one to me, I don't give it. I I hate hearing that's actually one of the lesser beat 'em ups. And it's like, if it was legal to murder you before that sentence ended, I would. No beat 'em ups are intricate or great. Shut the fuck up. This is like one of the yeah. best beat 'em ups of all time. Traditional beat 'em ups were very much about your attachment to those characters. Yeah, there's like know? there's like two beat 'em ups I would say like this is a legitimately awesome game. The rest of it's your nostalgia and what you like to play. And I like to play The Simpsons. If you if you want the innovative kind back then, go play those Dungeons and Dragons beat 'em ups. They're well, where they yeah, have they're like RPG systems. Or go them. play mm-hmm. Dragon's Crown, which is like there a evolved version of that with huge breasts. <laughs> and a weird angular ass. Uh, making oh, yeah. a four-player uh, game and then making it small has led to like some joystick issues. Where like, oh, if I want to move the joystick right or left, I have to move my palm because this has been made small. Uh, it's, it doesn't actually. <laughs> it's not very ergonomic. That sounds awful. <laughs> <It does. laughs> the Ninja Turtles game doesn't do that. Like, I've seen, uh, but I mean, in a pandemic, standing that close to any three people, no thanks. What I thought was really funny, because I'm in a bunch of modding communities for this kind of stuff, they also stealthily released the Tron machine with the glowing blue joystick. And if you're a little older than me, you might have more nostalgia for that. Yeah. And I just... I never heard people be so frank, and they were like, "Ah, oh, fuck! Which one should I get? The this one or the Joust?" He's like, "The Tron one is like a beautiful machine that I want in my house. Those games are the worst. <laughs> like, like the, the, the rest sucked. of the posts were like, yeah. these games are not good. It was and, the original mini game collection. More, yeah, or less. it was. It was yeah. it, the charm of that machine was how the machine looked. But you got to have the home set up to match. Like, it needs to be in black light because you fucking yeah. put a Tron machine in mm-hmm. full light." doesn't do the trick nope. you know? yeah but again like the, the machine looks gorgeous and the, the stick itself they're like uh don't they make consumer tron sticks and like well this one glows and has extra buttons in it so you can play all like the two tron games that were available in arcades i forget yeah i think World there was, was discs, there two discs of tron was discs the other one there might have been a third one um but i think only two in arcades but yeah they're, they're all there and those haven't been available commercially like i think anywhere yeah I think I think Tron Pinball might have been the third one. It was like a virtual pinball machine that actually okay. had like you can feel the the ball rolling around even though you're just seeing like a digital image on a screen. Strange affection for virtual pinball. Shout mm-hmm. out to Star Wars virtual pinball. That shit is great. Um, but yeah, that's it. Those those finally at least started shipping this week, and mm. I recommend if you want the Simpsons one, Walmart for some reason has it for five twenty nine instead of seven hundred dollars. 
Uh, Again, I've never paid more than $5,200 for one of these things. I will never buy this. I mean, in the words of Borat, you will never get this. I will not. (laughs) I will not get this. Speaking of things that have been made weirdly expensive by the chip shortage, so I don't know if you guys know this, the Intel 12th generation chips came out like a few weeks ago. They did. Intel i7-12700K, whatever, the new line of PC chips, and they are readily available. What is not readily available is, so they introduce like a whole new generation of motherboards that use DDR5 RAM. Yeah. Which is not only very expensive, but is in extremely short supply and has gotten to the point where it sells out in like two minutes whenever anyone has it in stock. And there's a huge shortage because like there is like the, the new power control chip that they're made with is like, uh, it's it's in very very short supply, and so they're like saying like yeah, it's going to take like thirty five. There's like a thirty five week turnaround on these now. What the fuck? So, <laughs> there may not. There may just. There's probably just going to be like a trickling supply between now and like mid twenty twenty two. So I'll say like, this. While everybody's distracted by Black Friday, I think it's time for another truck heist. Yeah, <laughs> uh, listeners. If <laughs> I, look, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm give with you, you fan. I, I, I only want 5% for the planning I just laid out for you, but yeah, I'd say go heist and then throw me whatever you think is fair. And yeah, mm-hmm. you'll yeah. get your chips. Yeah, you get yeah it. I'm going to go find find my, myself an Integra. You get a car. <laughs> let's fucking, let's do this family. Family, family, and the lo- family. The longer family. you're in jail for stealing a piece of technology has to be like super embarrassing. But in jail, right? <laughs> yeah. what are you in for? VCR machines. A, gu- a guard got killed, and I was stealing Super FX chips for Star Fox Two. Never came out. But <laughs> I want to meet the guy who got busted, like offloading a truckload of Betamax machines. Oh, like, man. what are you in for, Betamax? Like, just <laughs> I stole an entire ship's worth of a uh, HD DVD Revenge of the Nerds. This movie will be timeless forever. <laughs> well, let's see if there's anything about truck heists in. It wouldn't be a holiday episode of EGA without not one, but two special segments. The first of which is... VGA Hollywood Segment! So Tom Holland is going around saying that uh, playing Nathan Drake in Uncharted, quote-unquote, broke him. And to that I respond, Tom Holland, you playing Nathan Drake broke me as well, my friend. <laughs> you should have been Garfield, dog. <laughs> like, is that, is that, did that movie come out or is it still just like, – I honestly no. don't know. No, no you just played Uncharted out. 3 10 years ago oh, and you don't okay. need to see this on screen. Yeah, oh, I wasn't sure if we'd just like seen a preview or like, wait, did it come out? I forget. So, so he – at first, I was like, wait, was it because of the troubled filming? You know, Uncharted's been in development. Mm-hmm. I've been working on this for 10 years. I was a little boy when it started. <laughs> Apparently, he he's talking about, though, it's a physically exhausting movie where he, like, started to get tendonitis and, like, muscle and this, sprains and this stuff This is coming like from Spider-Man. I know, but Spider-Man is conveniently mostly voice acting for him. Ah, uh, that's true. But uh, but I, I I mentioned it I think on a bonus time which I can't wait to get back in the swing of patreon.com dot com slash laser time, uh, Avengers Endgame, 
they were speculating that like their stunt doubles were in about 75% of the movie, especially the mask characters who could get away with it even yep. more. Yeah. Uh, and that it's kind of, they're, they, they're the real unsung heroes of these hero movies, these stunt doubles who are literally, you see them the most out of everybody. Yeah. Right. Should they, they, should they start sharing the billing at, at some point or the, or the salary, right? The, or just actually no pay the CG guys as much as you pay the face. The, the hard on 30, 2010 has for, uh, stunt people. And I just to spread this as, as far as we can get while the Oscars is having to talk about ways to, loop in people like you don't have to nominate fucking the joker for an oscar every time (laughs) why not have a stunt category uh because that is something that is literal movie magic that is going unrewarded yeah i remember the one time i filmed a feature film i was an extra in it was a terrible movie it was called uh, first daughter uh with katie holmes playing the president's daughter Uh, oh look it up uh, you might see me as a cameraman chasing her through – it's the town of Orange, California is where it was filmed. What? But the so- stuntman in that scene – so there was a scene where I had – you know, me and a bunch of guys were like photographer paparazzi guys chasing her – the president's daughter around. And they had to run by this dude who was on roller skates. Typical movie bullshit. Dude on roller mm-hmm. skates. You know, people go oh! near him. He almost falls. And he drops like a tray of food for some reason. But dude, to see the stuntman, we had to do that scene like 10 times, like running mm-hmm. full speed. And to see him nail it every single time yeah. and not really even change up what he's doing of like, yeah, yeah I'm going to almost fall this particular way. I'm like, that takes a level of physical skill that I will never attain in my life. Yeah. What, but why, why not an Oscar, a non-honorary every year? If you want to bring people in to watch the Oscars and you're nominating movies that most the majority of Americans aren't seeing, have a stunt category. Talk yeah. about that. Uh, I think that would be amazing. And those people deserve recognition uh, completely. Movie magic being uncelebrated by the Oscars. for It seems silly when you think about it too long. Check out I'll this transition, though. So um, I kind of feel like the character models in the Rockstar, uh, the Grand Theft Auto Definitive Trilogy might as well have been the stunt doubles for the originals, um, oh. <laughs> the way they look. <laughs> And Rockstar, he, they heard the people. Uh, yeah, they heard us. They heard the complaints. It was just How us. How could they, they not? We were so fucking were... loud. Um, so they did apologize for what is going on with the Definitive Edition trilogy. And they, um, as part of Make Good, in addition to just promising, yeah, we're going to fix all the bugs. We're sorry. You know, a lot of that was that AI program that kind of was just like smoothing no. over assets. And they didn't have time to check it. But uh, one thing they did... Um, it's kind of cool. They they're relisting the original versions of yeah, those games okay. on PC. I, I think the PC players get them for free or something like that. Maybe it's if you bought the trilogy on PC, yeah, they'll give I you the, the originals mm. for free. I don't know because like I'm 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 out of the realm of purchasing these things for a while. I'm pretty okay with my Game Pass experience with San Andreas. I to be honest, I I have San Andreas through the the Rockstars club, the social club. And I went and downloaded that and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm going to try to play these side by side and, and see if I can, you know, which one I really prefer to play. The one unanswered I have about all of these PC versions is have they yanked the licensed music out of those or is it not all of them? It's still some, in yeah. there because that was part of that original deal. You know, I, I imagine if they're on PC, they have removed, they can't sell <laughs> versions with those songs or even give them away. I right. Hmm. Yeah. So they will be updated. But, but check that out. I think the only bright side to this is no matter what they pull, these are still multi-million selling PS2 games and that market is not very big. Collectory yet. You can really get all those games on PS2 as they originally appeared with the songs you like, the graphics. 
you accepted and <laughs> uh, and play them anytime you want. Yeah. Well, what do you think the odds are that Claude from GTA 3, that was the guy's name, right? Claude. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, he might appear in the new Warner Brothers Smash clone game because that's real and that's happening. That's, yeah. That'd be great. It's weird to me that, like, I don't think any other, like, large holder of, of a bunch of different IP has shown more of a willingness to have those properties cross over. Yes. And, like, that that was the thing, like, we talked about for years, like, oh, what if, like, Batman showed up on, you know, this show or whatever. Like, I, I think we all thought that was going to be cool. And then Warner Brothers started doing it. And it's like, oh, it's actually kind of not cool. It, it kind of, <laughs> this kind of sucks. Well, it's like, it's like it gets less cool the more you do it. Yeah. And when you do it for something like Space Jam and it feels completely soulless, then... Uh, I was actually talking about somebody with a... a someone in... Tar- like the attendant in Target about this. Remember the Patton Oswalt impro- improvised yes. segment about Parks and Rec? And then Luke Skywalker grabs the Infinity Gauntlet and like... And that that's before they bought them all. Like yeah, they can just that can do that now. That could happen. It, no, it's not only could it happen. It I give it... A, inside the decade, the, like Star Wars and Marvel, out of some mm-hmm. kind of desperation, Something. or yeah. and needing, the Muppets needing... are there. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, they're watch. fighting with eighties robots, but not Mickey Mouse. He's too important. The Muppet Haunted Mansion crossover was pretty good really on good. Disney Plus. I gotta yeah. say, it's really good. I, I also predict the next ten years Disney will sell the Muppets back to the Hensons. Ah oh, man, I think I think I would prefer that. They they honestly have not made. Any more content than the Hensons did owning those characters, so like, yeah. just give them back. Yeah. Give them back. So this game has kind of a clever name. It's called Multiverses. Aha! Oh, this is officially, an- this is officially announced. That's right. And and already it's got an edge on the uh, Nickelodeon game because it's got a bunch of voice actors. Well, the other edge, it has it's free to play. It's going to be free to play. Seriously? Yeah, that so meaning cool. that... I, I did, I did hear that, and I, that's the only part that, like... Oh no, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that just means we'll have to buy the individual. That means you're gonna characters. have to buy character packs. Yeah. But they they got hey they got the my Batman Kevin Conroy yes. as Batman, uh, Superman voiced by George Newbern, Wonder Woman by Abby Trod, Harley Quinn by Tara Tara Strong, mm-hmm. uh, Shaggy by Matthew Lillard. That's, from the That's amazing. Scooby movie. That is so unnecessary, and I I just can't. We might live in a world. Where Matthew Lillard is cheaper than whoever the stock scoops <laughs> Shaggy voice actor is, because I would like prefer the guy voicing Shaggy in the cartoons. Can someone make Shaggy say the line like "I'll be right back"? Yoinks, <laughs> yoinks! <laughs> Little scream crossover. So yeah, they got Shaggy, Bugs, uh, Arya Stark. <laughs> All the memes yeah. from this are Arya versus Batman, and actual Maisie Williams. That's the crazy outlier, though, because. Space Jam sort of showed it off that, like, Warner Brothers, unlike other studio crossovers, aren't really afraid to let R-rated properties intermingle with these Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. G-rated characters. Because Space Jam was, like, riddled with Game of Thrones and The Matrix. Yeah. And then they have some uh, Cartoon Network stuff in here, too. They got Finn from Adventure Time. They got the Steven Universe folks. You got Steven and Garnet. uh, Tom and Jerry. And Rain Dog. Don't forget Rain Dog, the original character. If Tom and Jerry don't have their original voice actors, GTFO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That is a great, terrible joke, by the way, yeah. because their okay, original yeah. voice actors, by the way, are not only long dead because they were stock screams, uh, they don't have them. Yeah. Except <laughs> yes, in the Tom and Jerry yeah. movie where they decided to make them talk, and that movie That's is hysterically joke. bad. I know. I'm just explaining it to the children out there. <laughs> so what I'm curious about is 
now I, I've seen stuff where like people were saying like, oh man, look at this, this cool crossover. And I think it was like Lego Dimensions. And they had, uh, Homer, like, talking to Scooby-Doo, and he's like, a talking dog! And like, oh, they actually got Dan Castellanata to record a new line, and then somebody said, like, nope, that's from the show, here's the clip that it came from. And so my question is, when they list these actors, are they actually paying them to record new lines, or are they just going back to the hundreds of episodes of stuff that they have done, and pulling voice lines? I think, because they're, because... Lego Dimensions was licensing characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was published by WB Interactive, but it had some Universal characters, uh, some video game characters that are not owned by WWE. There's a lot of licenses involved. Whereas everything right now is lock stock owned by WB. Those people are under contract to be those characters, mm-hmm. whether a video game exists or not. Yeah. And I, having worked on a Disney game, I was pretty shocked by how like it's not as expensive as you think to get a voice actor who is tied to this character because those that's. Some of these people, that's their job. They are not millionaires, but they are paid, like, think about someone being paid 70 grand a year to record a couple lines of dialogue throughout the year. It's not bad. They yeah. don't complain about it. And, yep. But, uh, but, but if you watch the, if you watch the trailer, they're saying things that don't really exist in the show. Hmm. Like they're yelling out their, their moves okay. and they're yelling what, what's happening to them. So that's I, cool. I, I'm pretty sure they're re-recording. Yeah. And most of these, most of the people other than Matthew Lillard are paid voice actors. That's their job. Right. That's true. I kind of feel like Matthew Lillard is also a paid voice actor at this point. Yeah. All right. So. Was it? I'm just remembering, like, think, think there was a video you might have shown it to me, Chris, with like Ian McKellen talking about how he used it's to like this. he used to love doing video games because it'd be another paycheck on top of what he'd already made from the movie. But it's like now it's it's just built into your contract for the movie. Was, like, oh, you have to do it. You signed the contract. You were already paid. And like, oh, it was and that, the reverse. It was the uh, he said. Uh, Voicing, voice acting in video games sucked in that, uh, like, I have to read everything from every different emotion. Can, if my character's running or not. Mm-hmm. This way, Legolas! This way, Legolas! This way, Legolas! He's like, but I got paid more to make the Lord of the Rings games than I did for the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. And, and then he said, but then with The Hobbit, they're just like, it's in your contract. And he's yeah. like, well, not mine. Be- uh, <laughs> because WB both owns the movie studio and the game studio. So yeah, like, this is part of your promotion yeah. for the movie. We're not going to pay you any extra. And he's like, well, I'm not doing that. Hire a sound alike. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it the first time. And if you're not paying me extra, GTFO. Ian McKellen uses that word all the time. <laughs> I bet he does. Speaking of paying extra, oh. tur- turns out maybe um, Square didn't want to pay extra for the Spidey stuff. Because contrary to a news story we had a few months ago where one of the game's designers was saying, no, no, Spidey... We'll have, like, full story missions in Marvel's The Avengers. I called it, y'all. I said, nope, watch. When he comes in, it's just going to be the character, and there's going to be a bunch of shit, like, around him with the story. And mm. turns out that's exactly what it is. So mm. rather than – so, so like, Marvel's The Avengers gets a lot of shit, but honestly, those DLC campaigns have been really fun. Like, the Black Panther one, totally worth playing through. Mm-hmm. Spidey's not getting that. He ain't getting that. The, the really? Spider-Man with great power story is going to be told – through audio logs and illustrated cutscenes unlocked by completing challenges added to the Avengers Initiative multiplayer mission. Oh, so it's not even a campaign anymore? It's not a campaign. No no cutscenes like that. It's like unlockable story around just the core the, the part of Marvel's The Avengers I don't like, which is just like, oh, play the same missions over and over again in the Avengers Initiative. Neat, you know, it's yeah, so bit of a bummer, but at the same time, totally understandable. Like that is a platform exclusive character that only one part of your audience is going to ever see. So 
Yeah. No. Anyway, um, at least you know that game is on Game Pass on Xbox. And speaking of, <laughs> well, Xbox, you can't play a Spider Man. <laughs> it is time to visit the Xbox Museum online. What a cool little thing Microsoft launched in celebration of the 20th anniversary of Xbox. It's a website that basically is like it's a metaverse thing, I guess you could say. But it takes you through the history of Xbox, where you you can start with the OG Xbox and it's like you walk around this virtual world and they have like props of like major Xbox things like oh there's the first avatar oh like there's the warthog from Halo fusion frenzy but then you just it's so funny because it's so like metaverse (laughs) bullshit you walk up to this floating screen and in this very specific circle and then you can hit it lets you hit a button to watch the movie about this thing but because everyone has to go to the same circle, you just like walk in and you're like stacked on top of 100 other avatars who also happen to be watching this same as what is same as Blackley from Xbox. Like a movie. About, yeah. So uh, it's a really cool website Samus and experience. Blackley. Indeed. <laughs> Samus, Samus Dread. Um but no, it's it's cool to see this history, and it's a it's a really cool site. And then there's also this thing, you know, if you log in, it kind of tells you your stats, which I sent you guys, and it's just like most played game, Destiny, and I'm like, yeah, that checks out, checks out, or it's just, that's you know, not game. fair. <laughs> that's not but fair when at you all. go in there, it's like here's here's one of the first games you played, and I'm like, I wonder if it says one of because they couldn't like get rights to maybe my actual first game I played, which probably was terrible or something. But um, yeah, it's it's a real neat journey. It's like through your xbox career if you've been playing mm. those systems mm. for 20 years so. but the, it does contain a juicy tidbit that i think michael you heard about this in oh, yeah. the xbox documentation section there's there's buried sort of a letter it's just a picture there's no movie about it. it's just a picture but it's a letter that microsoft was trying to buy nintendo which had always been rumored and it's it's a letter between the executives Here's the, the text of the letter. Dear Jackali, I appreciate you taking the time to try to arrange a meeting with Mr. Takeda and Mr. Yamauchi, so Yamauchi-san himself, to discuss a possible strategic partnership between Nintendo and Microsoft on future video game platforms. I understand Mr. Takeda's concerns about the possible partnership and will try to, and then they, they kind of have an image Clearly over the Clearly blocking text. some, some It in- says the guidelines there. that he has requested. So, like, Nintendo was willing to talk to microsoft they just kind of had some guidelines up front you know i think they, they had to and then remember they're like they were neighbors at the time too oh, yeah. yeah but but it was also probably like yeah you gotta pay off this yakuza guy and then you could talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know about that it was just if i was at nintendo and pretend i'm saying this in japanese these bitches need us way more than we need them. Mm. Uh, See, if I was at Nintendo and I walked into that conference room with the Microsoft people, I would just say, bitches leave. Yeah, Nintendo wasn't even in a position like to need their bailout. Yeah. It was just like one Nintendo, like the Nintendo 64 wasn't stellar, but like it made money. Like we're not ready to like give up on consoles. We're not dreamcasting here. (laughs) Oh man. Man, I love the Dreamcast. Yeah, Microsoft should have reached out to Sega, and they probably yeah. did. Because, I thought they did. Well, yeah, for for like the early days of the Xbox, like after the Dreamcast went under, like Sega basically was treating the Xbox as like this is the next. It was. Dreamcast. Yeah, well, I thought they had exclusivity deals with them, where like they, they paid did. Sega. They had, they had they yeah. only on Xbox for like sequels to Panzer Dragoon and Crazy Taxi. And mm-hmm. fuck you, yes, that meant something to me. They released yeah. ports on all the other systems. Jet Set Radio, House of the Dead Three. Sega Rally, like yeah. those all went exclusively to Xbox, whereas GameCube and uh, fucking uh, PS2 got Crazy Taxi and, and Sonic repackagings. 
part of the I fun thought. of this celebration, though, is Microsoft is is celebrating that era and being like, "Hey, it's one of the best gaming years ever." And they're like on Microsoft socials, they're posting pictures of the PS2, the Dreamcast, the the GameCube, and the OG Xbox. And it's like, yeah, fuck, that was a good time. That was a I remain great time. I remain shocked to this day. Microsoft doesn't own Sega. It always seemed like a much more perfect partnership. And, uh, instead, we have Sega Atlas, right? The big powerhouse right. partnership there. But oh, and Creative Assembly for PC and shit. Yeah. Like, it oh just, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so uh, visit that site. Uh, check out the Nintendo letter. Um, Microsoft didn't buy Nintendo, but Epic did yeah, buy Harmonix, makers of Rock Band. It's like I'm not a one to celebrate <laughs> corporate monstrous swallowing. Sure, yeah. Um, but I don't know how to feel about this because, like, I've always I felt like Harmonix has been kind of one of my favorite game developers and made a ton of my games that I, I, I have put dozens if not hundreds of hours into but they've always feel like they've been struggling you're playing a really difficult game they're, they're mostly working in a very expensive expensive licensing racket yeah and sort of wish they went first party and this i guess is something like that but like just because you don't know what they're going to do uh and, and like i also want to just lament i had a hankering recently to play rock band 4 uh but when i moved i had to sell all my instruments gave them the goodwill you're not getting you weren't and i just now went started going into thrift stores and not seeing those guitars anymore you can't get those fucking you can't get those fucking guitars anymore and harmonics is still making money on rock band 4 dlc but they don't make the instruments anymore so it's good i know that's so weird all that you can get is what's out there or i'm sure there's some aftermarket folks making like custom guitars yeah there's gotta be right I mean, there's aftermarket people making Tron sticks. <laughs> Why not guitars? I'm I not feel better about this acquisition than I did last time Harmonix got bought. Because remember, they were there was like MTV Games and EA had the whole Harmonix partnership yeah, I don't remember thing. What exactly Harmonix kind like. of you know ended up on their own and and yeah, having some lean years for Har- Harmonix, you know. And and I've of course yeah. have history working on the Guitar Hero franchise back in the day, and like they were you know the big competitor, and to see them kind of go into those hard times. This to me is like, I mean, Epic bought Psionics. They've kind of left them alone and to do their own thing, right? And I kind of yeah. feel like that's what they'll do with Harmonics as well. Yeah, it's it, like, it yeah, was just the thing. press release that was worded weirdly. Like, they'll be making something for Fortnite, which is already bringing you musical experiences. And like, well, what the fuck does that mean? That makes sense and, to me. Well, yeah, because those music experiences right now are not really interactive. It's like, go to a concert. If they can throw in some interactive, like, you play guess. some music, that's way better. Mm-hmm. So. It, 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 Harmonics is alive, and that is yeah. worth celebrating because the, the product they put out now is something I think. Oh, that sounds really cool. I'm not. I'm not playing Fuse. I'm I mean, not. a Fuser. Like I, I was just trying Fuser. to remember. Like, why do I have that on Epic Game Store? Was it like a special exclusivity deal or something? Like, no. It's, it, I don't think no. so. I think it was, it was just it. on sale at one point, and I bought it. It's that. That is a game that I spent hours playing. Just like, yeah, I don't care about the progress. Turn all that off. I just want to like. Find out what happens when I mix every song with Jolene. That game feels good, and that is what I <laughs> some think. Somebody, the... somebody, somebody once told me like this. <laughs> that's that's going to be that. what the Fortnite thing is. It's going to be much more like Fuser, where it's going to be like, yeah, here, here's some tracks and mm-hmm, play around with these. Put a dubstep gun into Fortnite. <laughs> and then, well, Mark Zuckerberg is already touting like you could be at a concert with your friends and other things. AI have told me, he Mr. Meta, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Someone I was talking to a girl like that could be really cool. I'm like, trust me, I've been in a it's bunch not. of virtual worlds. This will never be it's cool. Go, You'll be like, why is it taking so long to get to the concert? Why do I have to walk to it? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um I think though I figured out Epic's strategy. So guys, here's what we have to do. We need to find the, another game developer named Ick or Ix at their end at the end of their name because check it out. The Epic acquisitions have been Psionics, Mediatronic, and now Harmonic. So following that logic, oh. find something with Onic at the end. That's going to be the next acquisition. Ix, Ben Ein, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Technotronic. <laughs> Got it. You heard it. You heard it first. They're going to buy uh, Sega. Epic will buy Sega. They'll buy Sonic. There yeah. it is. Uh, I'm, I'm really, I, I, I remain shocked no one's bought Sega. It's gotta be the, the flux of so- Sonic merchandise. If you haven't been to a retail store a while, and I can understand why you haven't, uh, mm. the, the kids section, I was, forget where I was today, like, oh, it was like Journeys. Journeys kids. I'm like, that is the coolest fucking Sonic shirt I've ever seen. How come I can't fit in it? It, <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Well, I don't think our fans can buy Sega, although maybe can buy Sega stock. But what they can buy, they can hear all about in this special edition of Game Deals! Game Deals! Take my advice, do as I say, save a little money for a rainy day. What are you buying? As we like to do around Black Friday, you know, we like to tell you, we kind of have gotten away from this being a regular segment, but this is the time of year where you're going to save. You're going to get the best deals in games. So, uh, Mm. I, I don't know. I browsed around and I, uh, I found, I rounded up some of my favorite deals. Would you guys care to hear them? The best deal in town is still, uh, (laughs) the third week straight Activision stock. It's super cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Get it out of the deal. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, let's see. On the platform side, typical kind of end of year holiday sales, uh, you can get PS Plus for 40 bucks, which I accidentally bought this year. It was in my cart and I forgot and I went to check out when I was buying something else. I'm good through 2026, y'all. So, uh, yeah, there's that. The fuck? Um, Congrats. The, but a little bit of a better deal. Uh, you can get three months of Game Pass Ultimate at Target, digital code. For twenty five bucks, so that is twenty dollars off the retail of getting that because it's fifteen bucks normally per month. So that's that's a good deal. I, again, I hate to sound shilly, but I said that to you guys today. I was struggling to find the third game and my buy two get one free sale because Game Pass has been so fucking good to me. There is no better game deal than that. I picked up Outriders, Back for Blood. Like those are all currently sixty dollar fucking games. I got for zero. Zero yeah. money. Yeah. So I mean, to me, pass. that's like basically I get, that's free twenty dollars because I'm gonna spend that fifteen per month anyway. So getting yeah. three months for twenty five instead of forty five. And yeah. I've been playing Forza Horizon, the Halo multiplayer, and the single players out when December. Holy shit! Yeah. There's. I hate being a Game Pass shill. I know it's not funny anymore, but it still is. That what we just said is the best deal that will ever happen to you. It it seems unconscionable to someone who's been collecting game deals for ten years. Well, it's, well you know, fret not, dear listeners. I did gather up some actual game game deals. So check this out. I tried to just keep it on you know this year's releases and stuff that I thought was actually a good deal. It, we're in this weird space where games are seventy dollars. So like the sale version is fifty bucks, and I'm like. There's some psychological barrier in my brain as a consumer. I'm like, fifty bucks is not sale price for a game. You know, right. you got to come at least right. to forty. Give me at least. It 40. really hurts. And what also hurts, because uh, I just started playing it. It seems like some bitter, angry, mean contest to see who can discount Deathloop the lowest. It's one of the highest rated games of the year. Period. 
and I saw it as low as twenty five dollars. Twenty five is yeah. the lowest I've seen it. You can also get some places have Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy for twenty five, but most places yes. have it for thirty. I believe Walmart will have it for thirty or thirty five. Yeah, Black Friday. Uh, Far Cry Six I've seen out there for thirty five at a lot mm-hmm. of places. Um, let's see. Uh, Riders Republic. That's Ubisoft's downhill racing extreme sports title. Twenty five. You can get for twenty five. Extreme. So not like bad. Downhill racing is underselling it. Like it's a, <laughs> it's <laughs> huge a suit open game. world. Like right around in a re- in recreations of multiple game. national parks. <laughs> uh, you can get this year's Madden and other sports games uh, for thirty five. So you know, pretty pretty decent savings there. Um, this is the lowest I've seen. Returnal for forty two was the lowest. So again, that's one I think is normally seventy, Boo. might be sixty. I know, but that's the that's the one I want the most right now because yeah. we are entering our game of the year discussions. Yep, and a lot of the PS five exclusives. This is a good time to grab them. And then Lost Judgment this year's Judgment game thirty. So that's basically half off. So is that is that a good deal, Maddie? Uh, yeah, Did- yeah. I mean, brand new, brand new, and Judgment games. I mean, dude. Just in terms of dollars per hour of entertainment, that's a 100-hour mm. game at least, right? So mm. for $30, that's a pretty decent value. Uh, let's see. Walmart has Back for Blood. We were just talking Back for Blood, which is on Game Pass. But $25 is the cheapest. You're going to see that out there Damn. right now. So not a bad deal. Uh, Resident Evil Village, $20 at Walmart. So that's that includes PS5 version. So that is a stellar deal for one of – I think it's safe to say one of our games of the year. Yep. I lost mine in the divorce, so I got to buy it again. Tales of Arise is down to 40 already. I mean, that game's only like two months old or something. So, And I couldn't remember, was it this year? Um, that Mass Effect Legendary Edition, you can now find out there for 25 in the wild. So that is, talk about value for your dollar. That's three Mass Effect games for 25 bucks. That's hundreds that's of fucking, hours. I, that's kind of what I was waiting for, actually. Uh, and then that Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, half off. You can find it for 20. Mm. It's normally 40, I would uh, say. I, it's a long story, but uh, somebody I've had tough times with recently to settle, to apologize to me, she bought that for me at a Target, and I had to go pick it up. I'm like, what? You bought me Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl at $19.99 at Target. Mm. Um, yeah, in-store pickup, all good. Uh, the other one from Walmart, I brushed over, Call of Duty... Uh, you can get Vanguard on sale, which is really rare for, yeah. for, it's at, it's at 40. Normally, Call of Duty games do not go on sale no. their year of release. I so. don't think it's selling very well. I think you're right. Um, <laughs> and that's, so you, those deals, uh, kind of the same across PS5 and, uh, Xbox. Of course, your mileage may vary on the digital storefronts. Like they do have, you got to look at that. If you own both systems, even last gen, like look at both their stores because sometimes something will be cheaper on one than the other. So if you have, and both, I, I, yeah. I was in a GameStop today, and that I assure you is very rare. And yeah. I was like, "What the fuck's going on? All your pre-owned games are the same price as your new games." And he's like, "We're having a ton of Black Friday sales, and we've had to reprice all of our used shit because our Black Friday sales are significant enough." And by that, they mean. Not five dollars that we have to price our pre-owned shit accordingly. Yeah. So the pre-order pre-owned stuff is the exact same price as new. I'm like, but why would I buy used if the new is the same price? And he's like, oh, there's a buy two get one free. I'm like, that is the only reason. That yeah. is the only reason to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about rare deals, Nintendo 
actually this year almost never has a ton of discounts on Nintendo titles. So you can find Breath of the Wild out there for thirty five. I think I saw it for twenty five at one site, but uh, it's out there for thirty five. Um, yeah, what's rare is a lot of first party Nintendo stuff, right? Because normally they they rarely discount those. But Super Mario Maker two forty, Link's Awakening forty, Splatoon two thirty five. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses 35. God, that is such a good game. And especially 35. So, yeah, go check out Nintendo eShop. They also have deals on digital stuff. But, uh, Walmart, uh, Best Buy, and GameStop, they all have, like, Switch deals, which is very, very rare. So, uh, and if you're super poor and you're buying stuff for largely other people, let me give you a little hope. Every single Black Friday sale on games seems drastic. It's what everything will be on February 2nd. Yeah. Yeah. That that, this is how much things will cost then. Don't worry. Or the phenomenon I've noticed you where can wait. I've noticed sometimes the, the discount is steeper for the Christmas sales or the post Christmas yeah. sales than the Black Friday sales. And I'm like, well, yeah, should sometimes. I wait another month to try to get this game for another five to ten dollars off? I think that stopped a little that that and I'm again I've always been a bargain hunter. The more digital gift cards started being a thing. Sure. Like yeah, yeah. I think after January, things do stay. But in February, dude, everything drops to that price. And I was just, again, not to be a Game Pass whore when you're, uh, you were like, Resident Evil's 20 bucks. I'm like, it'll be on Game Pass by January or March, like next year. That, that I promise you that game will be cost you nothing if you're a Game Pass subscriber. And I can't wait to play it again. Lost it in divorce, and there's DLC coming. No. Oh, boy. Well, there's no more news coming because that is all the news that's fit to play. Mm. But it's also the end of the game deal segment. Which means I have to close it out with. Thank you. Take my advice. Do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy day. Thank you. <laughs> Look at you jumping the gun on, so easy. on the joke you're excited for. I can't get my voice. I, my voice is changing so much. Uh, oh, I feel sick. I can't get that high anymore. Thank you. I Getting can't older do it. sucks. You lose your falsetto. Oh, yeah. yeah, you lose the high oh. stuff. I hear you. Let's move on to the community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, you might remember, was who is a game villain you would love to play as? Uh, and you wrote Ubisoft stole our question for the. They did. I saw. I saw Ubisoft <laughs> post that like <laughs> literally the day our show came out. <laughs> oh well. On VeggieGameApocalypse.com, Giant Shortstack says, I'd like to see a Legend of Zelda game where you play as Shadow Link sent to complete Hitman-esque challenges and feats to build up the inverted Triforce of Domination, Desperation, and Deceit. Everything in the game would fit thematically into those categories. The disembodied voice of Ganon, or perhaps a sprightly imp named Ivan, would guide... Ivan, I love it. Uh, would guide you like the devil on your shoulder, telling you to do wrong. There'd be a lot of going from town to town, creating mischief and wreaking havoc on people's lives. Get rewarded for smashing all the pots in somebody's store. Help evil sorcerers and weird cults summon reoccurring bosses like Goma. I could picture sneaking into Hyrule Castle disguised as a guard only to have to fight Sheik when you get to Princess Zelda's living quarters. Obtaining the Triforce of Desperation could give you buffs and health if you get into fights when your health meter is low and making that annoying beeping sound. There's a lot of fertile ground to play with the tropes we expect from Zelda games. It's true. Although, I already get rewarded from going and breaking pots in stores and people's houses in Zelda. Yeah, they just don't call me on it. Wouldn't the anti-Link not do that stuff? 
Yeah, that's and people true. are like, oh, what are we going to do with all these fucking pots? I put it out <laughs> and they even put money in it just so we, someone would break it and I could buy have, new ones. We have a pottery overpopulation. Meanwhile, that green kid is earning a living normally. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> green kid. I do like that. Uh, from the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Joe Tanello says Kane, as in Legacy of Kane. Make no mistake, yes. no matter how noble his intentions are or seem, noble. he's a king that is doing everything in his power to rule over a world and return it to the vampires. He just doesn't want to rule a dead world. Once everything is said and done, it'll still be him on the throne conducting business as usual. That's why I'd play as him. Go on a giant Shakespearean journey just to ensure my kingdom and reign over the land is secured. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, we got Shy Guy Fieri. He's saying, um, I want to take Doug's suggestion of a 3D Mario game starring Bowser. Really? Why has that not happened? That's my editorial. And then expand on it, says Shy Guy Fieri. How about an open world Bowser game in the style of Bowser's Fury? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, where instead of fighting Mario, Bar Bowser actually has to save Mario from warts. Fuck. I love this. Uh, then over the course of the game, Bowser has big kaiju battles with the bosses from Super Mario Brothers 2. Holy fuck! I love this! Um, those characters have been, uh, so underutilized. And also add in, uh, Shy Guy Fieri says these Mario 2 characters have been underutilized. <laughs> uh, where's his disclosure? Uh, also add in the Mario crown as an item, because if Ultra Instinct Shaggy can be an official thing, then Bowserette should be an official thing, indeed. Bowser. Uh, credit please. to Omega Mode for the accompanying comic. Yeah. And the comic is just uh, Mario and Bowser sort of looking at a computer screen, looking concerned and looking at each other. And Sonic comes along and says, give me a break. You guys haven't seen anything, yeah. which I can only assume is uh, Mario and Bowser looking at uh, slash porn of themselves and oh. being made very uncomfortable because. To make a much less funny reference, I can only assume it's a jazz singer reference. Mm. Um, I don't know. Could be many things. Could yeah, could be the Microsoft many. acquisition of Nintendo. That's what yeah. they were uh, <laughs> really, Could be them I looking at the voice film, actor news. Film majors out there a little tickled by what yeah. I just said. Uh, we have a video response this week from Full Install who says... What up, VGA crew? It's England correspondent Tom here again from Full Install Hello. to answer your latest question of the week. What bad guy would we like to play as in a video game? I'm going to go with the T-1000 from Terminator. I don't think we've played as Liquid Terminator before in a game. I know we've played as Schwarzenegger loads and it's always been shit because he's a Terminator, <laughs> so what's the threat? You've got to water him down so the average person can beat him up. Absolute bollocks. But what I'd like to see is a T-1000 game where you take the elements of, say, something like Returnal and make it cycle-based. So every kind of day you're being sent back to the past and changing things or gathering intel and trying not to change things because the butterfly effect would affect the future too much. You've got to use stealth, similar to, I suppose you can make it like Hitman. You know, you can form into different uh, people, you can use knives and stabbing weapons, um, and, you know, maybe gathering intel to send back to the future, and in between cycles you're battling in that awesome-looking future that no game has really done justice to. So that's what I'd like to see, a kind of a weird kind of hybrid game starring the T-1000. Get Kojima to direct it, there you go, make it super weird. Oh, maybe God, they could no. have a, I uh, be able to understand it. Uh, alternate ending to the first Terminator pop-up where... Sarah kind of averts detection by from Schwarzenegger by changing her name by Depole so he can't find her in the phone book or something to that effect. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't think we've ever seen him be uh, portrayed in a game, so I'm going to go with that. I want to play as Robert Patrick with his pointy ears. All right, until next time. Cheers, guys. Take care. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, new question of the week. Thanks everyone who answered. New question: Who do you want to buy Sega and why? 
just to be clear, they're not on the, they're not on the market. Yeah. This was just related to our fantasy buying of Microsoft should have bought Sega. So. Yeah, it, it was never something I really wanted to see happen, but I just al- always predicted it would. Hmm. And I'm, I'm still shocked that it hasn't happened. Yeah, well, I think remember they, they went the other way around where it was like you got Peter Moore going from Sega to Microsoft for those years, right? So maybe mm-hmm. that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Damn, this is a tough but, one. But, for but me. then, but then, like, I, uh, uh, I'd like to see I Sega by the... Konami. But go ahead. Yes, anybody. I'd like to see anybody by Konami. Maybe mm-hmm. if so. If you feel like answering like that, I won't dissuade that's you. That's not my answer. But uh, but uh, I I already answered yes. But it's only because um. There's a part of me who thinks Sega is the biggest game maker in the universe because that's what how I remember kind of growing up and getting into games and competing with Nintendo. Whereas here we sit in 2021 where Nintendo is competing with no one. It doesn't follow trends. It doesn't re- it doesn't respond to movement in the games industry. It doesn't ape genres or franchises. It just doesn't do any of that. And it, I felt like it sort of did. When Sega was around and competing with it. And because I, I don't know what the reason is, but like I want someone to light a fire under Nintendo to be at the top of their game again. And I think only Sega can do it. Yeah. So my, my answer is a very practical corporate answer. I was kind of thinking like, okay, maybe of the big names. And basically what this question is, is who would you want to mash up with Sega, right? And I was thinking, okay, what other companies are out there that do maybe similar stuff? Bamco, Bandai Namco, if they joined forces with Sega, you would get the premier Japanese publisher next to Nintendo. Like they would, it would be very geared toward, you know, think of like the stuff Bandai Namco is putting out there, all the anime stuff and all that, the Tales of series. And then now bring in Sega with all the Sega kind of, let's call it Sega weirdness, right? Like that, that's part of their charm was like this Japanese games. I think all of a sudden you'd have like a huge Japanese publisher right there. So. Bamco and Sega sitting in a tree. And and I think if uh economist predictions for what capitalism will eventually look like, we we will be dealing with one giant game publisher eventually that might just be called Japan. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's who we'll buy stuff from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all the races will easily be able to figure it out. It would be awesome. I was going to say I'd like to see Nintendo buy Sega because I'd like to see what that's Nintendo would do with a Sonic the Hedgehog game. They'd Vince McMahon it though, right? They they would like fuck him over, but be like, no, no, pal, it really just wasn't successful, you know. Uh, make him lose to Luigi in the first game. I want to make him look like a real bitch. <laughs> that could be our roster's still the king. Uh, but thinking about it, like, well, if not Microsoft, maybe Square Enix would be sure, a good because yeah. th- uh, they I think they're a good custodian of other companies. If you look at what they've done with IDOS. Like, the stuff that IDOS has been making since Square Enix took them over has been, like, that's kind of some of their best output. The Latter-day Tomb Raiders, Sleeping Dogs. Deus Ex. Yeah, Deus Ex. Since Mm -hmm. since, uh, Human Revolution, it's been really good. Like, all that stuff is really good. And I I think that Square has kind of shown itself to be like, yeah, we're good at... You know, helping these com- helping the companies that we own be their best, while also uh, letting them retain some of their identity. 
So um, that might yeah. actually be a good pairing because Sega, similar yeah. to Square, they kind of have like the Western division of the stuff that comes out of the UK, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the the Eastern Japanese games, and that's totally Square, right? Square, I used to make fun like at E3, they literally had two halves of their booth, like here's the Japan side of our booth, and here's the Western games, which is all the IDOS stuff. Here's right? the stuff with the guns. <laughs> here's the stuff that we will throw under the bus during our shareholder meeting. <laughs> but yeah, t- like those are very similar companies, and they kind of yeah, you could see some synergy. They're like, yeah, okay, the UK things will go more with the IDOS business. Also, that might be a good fit because they published Balan Wonderworld, which totally would have been a Sega joint otherwise. Oh, God. In a GameStop today, still $29.99. Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> How dare you? What if there were negotiations underway and that game caused that shit to not happen? It's just like, oh Sega's like, you published that? Oh, he pitched that to us years ago. We yeah. said no. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What? I'm just trying to think of how you pitch Balan Wonderworld. It's a, it's uh, a game it's a you game don't play. Where you play as multiple characters, don't do anything for a long time. I think the way you pitch it is, I created Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And, I, and I'm telling you, look at my eyes, I'll figure this out while I'm developing it. Because <laughs> I, I don't know, what what is the pitch on Balan Wonderworld? Seriously, did you play it? I, I played Very, some, very slow. Yeah. They'll change characters to do what? They don't do anything. <laughs> this is a so, game designed to be played with Atari joysticks that have one button. <laughs> I can't believe you can do that. Wow, what an age we live in. Hmm. Uh, but there's nothing other than awe here, and the awe is still 40 years late. Anyway, sorry. So who do you think should buy Sega? Let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 447. Alternately, you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse and we will collect and read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Um, what do we got to plug? We got a new Laser Time out this yeah. week. You and yeah, I collabed you. on it with uh, T.L. Foster. Do not. Michael deserves all credit for this one, for both <laughs> the research and spearheading it and making it happen. I watched um, 10 terrible anime movies that were made in the US. But I can't believe US. that's all, that's all there Canada. is. Like in, in, in latching on to Cowboy Bebop, there are 10 Western live-action adaptations of anime. Yep. And I, Going I, all the way back to 1991. Yeah. I mean, Japan does always it, get obviously. It all the time, but yeah, like, and only and there only two of them are not incredibly embarrassing. Yeah, I would say that, maybe three, maybe three. Yeah, did you I talk Cashern? Because what you knew is Western remakes. Yeah, Western. yeah, right. Like the, Japan does this too much to be special. Yeah, I, w- but, I was trying to mention that that you had suggested we like, and and there was one I was like, it's a tip of my tongue. Is that like, what is it? Cashew? No, Kieran? Kieran? Yeah, no, Cashern. Okay, yeah. Uh, you guys tried to rope me into that episode. I'm like, look, I know on you know my character on the mic is I hate anime. I still don't want to watch ten of those fucking. I, <laughs> we were talking about it. I'm like, uh, Matt's right. This isn't right. We should not do this to him. I mean, like, uh, Fist of the North Star from 1995 is not good. I'm glad I saw it, but I did not enjoy seeing. Just it. go play that video game that was made by the Ryu Gagatoku's. I mean, yeah, it. it, it Consume anything related to these anime other than the live action movies. They're all really bad. But listen to us talk about them, please. Lasertimepodcast.com. You heard him. He said consume. Fucking capitalist pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. What else? 
hurt my armpit on my moisture-wicking workout shirt. Oh, buy Chris <laughs> no. a new moisture-wicking workout shirt. No, Go to patreon.com slash laser time. A gift from my father. Uh, fucking, uh, yeah, Michael just plugged laser time. Patreon.com slash laser time. New uh, t- 302010 video game episode with you guys. And um, uh, 302010, nobody puts classics in the corner episode with me and Sarah and Di. Uh, this episode is really fun. I found a Christmas movie. I didn't. I, Diana liked a Christmas movie more than I did, which was very strange. Wow. Um, yeah, that, that usually unusual. doesn't happen. And I can't remember anything else in the episode right now. So <laughs> just it's two in the morning. Let me go to bed. Well, I uh, I have to apologize to you listeners. I accidentally sort of lied. I had promoted a stream I was supposed to be on last week that didn't end up happening, but we are rescheduling it for the uh, next few weeks. So keep an eye on um, our social channels at SD underscore studios. And I will be streaming Train to Busan with a member of my dev team at Striking Distance. And that is a great flick. Man. If you've never seen that movie, it's dude. What a good excuse to watch this movie. Yeah. Do it. Yep. So you can come watch it with me on the Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv/strikingdistancestudios. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun times. Hope to see you there. Named after that wonderful Bruce Willis movie. Um, yes. Yeah. Man, you nailed it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to plug other than uh, get vaccinated. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving, Chanukah, Kwanzaa, all that shit. Uh, whatever you do. I mean, we still yeah. got a few more shows. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to them before. This. <laughs> no, we're time. not it's signing off for the year here. No, yeah. I'm, I, but Thanksgiving will be officially over, and the second month of Christmas will have started. And there's How nothing else. How many months of Christmas do you think <laughs> there are? The it's, same as Halloween. It's like two. Hobbit Christmas. It's oh, second I Christmas. See. Two months of Halloween, two months of Christmas, and depending on how much you like food and or hate Native Americans, like a couple days of Thanksgiving, hmm. but other than that, no. I'm just, but I'm just kidding. Do if you have any holiday traditions you enjoy, go do those. It it really hasn't been the best uh, decade, so <laughs> just do something that you enjoy. A family? Are you guys going to do anything fun with a family that you don't you, traditions that you're looking forward to? So I already got the lights up on the house because I'm ahead of the game, but I did. I, didn't turn them on until after Thanksgiving. Uh, and then, yeah, our, our family thing is to go to a tree lot, an actual tree lot, and uh, cut down a Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving usually. So. Fuck yeah. Hmm. And then, uh, Michael, you want to talk about... I, I don't know if you've heard, there's this thing called COVID going around that's kind of prevented me from seeing my family. So how much. is your family keeping up with your traditions? Like, are you, are you doing the human centipede? Yes, actually. No, we're looking forward to an exciting human centipede this year. <laughs> I call back. Very you festive. don't want to be the last person in line for that turkey, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you want at least up in there in the front. Front dish. <laughs> Turkey's bad enough just on its own. I hate to say I, I don't like turkey. Why is this the festival of bird? Like, who, I, do, do people uh, like this? I don't know. People do. People do. I saw a poll today where turkey beat ham 75% to 25%. And I'm like, you people are insane. Ham is delightful. It's forbidden in the Bible. And it's full of salt. (laughs) Hello. Uh, The three salt points. All right. Let's let's wrap this up. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. That's been our show. Uh, Visit us online at vidugameapocalypse.com. Uh, on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
Banana Mania, the Super Monkey Ball that came out this year. That's yes. the new one, right? Yes. Okay. Banana Mania. That's all I could think of, too. Mm-hmm. When Eric plays Banana Mania. <laughs> Turns into Banana Man. Banana. Banana Man. Banana Man. Do 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 do